0: Hello, and welcome back to the Public Eye Business Podcast, brought to you by Granite Exchange. I'm your host, as always, Sarah Travers, and throughout this series, I'll be speaking with local entrepreneurs and business owners to learn more about how their companies have come to be, to gain insight into their growth, and find out, crucially, how they continue to innovate. So wherever you get your podcasts from, remember to keep an eye out for all new episodes and subscribe to stay up to date. Well, today in the studio, I am joined by Samara Prentice, owner of Evolve by Samara. Samara, it is great to see you because we go way back. We do back indeed, to your Sarah. tiny life charity days. Absolutely, long time ago. But you're looking as stylish as ever, which is why okay. you now have Evolve by Samara. Before we begin, yeah. I'll do the background bit. So Samara established Evolve by Samara in 2017 and quickly gained a reputation for excellence. She has delivered life-changing transformative results to clients across the UK, Ireland and as far afield as Germany and the United Emirates. She works exclusively with clients who recognise the value of investing in their personal presentation. So Samara's focused expert advice and style recommendations are delivered to mentors, educate and build confidence in a support of a non-judgmental environment. Evolved by Samara is now an award-winning business created to help clients to rebuild their confidence, raise their visibility and their true potential. Samara, we have to start with a little bit of background first of all because As I said, I met you a long time ago and you weren't doing this, but you definitely had an eye for the style. So tell us a wee bit about yourself. So
1: I am Samara, mum of four and wife to Paul, first and foremost. Um, But yes, I am the very, very proud owner of Evolve and Evolve, I suppose, started off... In a very, very different world from what it actually is now. Um, It's probably evolved, Mm -hmm. um, real cliche, beyond my wildest dreams from its inception in 2017. And, you know, back then I never would have dreamt that five years, a short five years on, that I would be serving essentially an international
0: market. When I did meet you, because I was actually... um an ambassador patron for tiny life the charity for premature babies and Uh uh, you were working there and we built up a relationship there and I remember just always looking at you and you were immaculate every time (laughs) I saw you but that visibility that presence that confidence it was very much style was part of that and that's that's what you realized I mean you had something there and you realized you could help others with that who were seriously lacking (laughs) absolutely (laughs) like myself and I remember a couple of times going to you and saying I have a formal or a function you know can you help with with some advice but when did you realize you were you were good at this I suppose I always
1: knew I always knew I knew that I had an eye for detail and even whenever I done I've invested so much in training over the years and that was what I was always known for with my tutors and with my mentors and now with my clients they always said Samara just know it's the attention to detail it's innate it's in you but back um, back in the day, back whenever I was 17, I worked in Kukai. Do you remember Kukai? Oh, yes, I remember you from there as well, actually. Yes, oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm everywhere. I've You're had many everywhere. lives. Yes, um, Kukai was great. Yeah, and, you know, I knew the power of putting together a good outfit. Obviously, we, we were shown how to put together outfits. And even at 17, I knew... There was a real power in how clothes could make you feel, how it could raise your confidence levels and it's actually a thing called clothes cognition so it's a real thing and I have a real interest in the psychology behind how we dress, behind image, behind how we're showing up and how that really impacts the the confidence and the visibility in an individual so yeah it was probably it was
0: in me from I was very very young. But it has become a thing, and perhaps it wouldn't have been a thing. You wouldn't have heard about stylists, maybe with celebrities, but not for regular, everyday people. So how did you turn that idea or that sense of style and fashion and what works and what doesn't into a business?
1: It's funny because whenever I was younger, I actually wanted to be a fashion designer. Very few people actually know that. And then I followed, and I don't know if you actually know this, I followed a career in the TV. (laughs) Very randomly. It, It doesn't surprise me. And um, and then fell very accidentally into event management. But anyway, I loved the events, the PR. I, I loved my job. But everything has a life cycle, and I think you you fall out of love with aspects of your work. And and I really craved the freedom to be creative, to work with people on my own terms, and. I knew that there was a massive, massive issue with confidence. And I mean, more so now than ever, ever before. Oh, do you think so? Oh, massively. I mean, I think that the pandemic has a lot to answer for. And I'm only really seeing the repercussions of that. Confidence was always low. And I see different trends in different areas I work in, you know, Northern Ireland, we're very humble and we are kept very small almost. And I see confidence levels, even, you know, a short distance down into the South, confidence levels are very, very different. So I did see that there was a massive gap with showing, showing people how to show up as the most authentic version of themselves and, you know, really embrace their uniqueness instead of trying to hide it. And Clothes essentially are an outward expression of how you feel about yourself on the mm. inside, and um, and it's really stripping away that feeling of oh God, that's really really vain. I, I can't I can't look at that, or that
0: is something that somebody very rich or a celebrity does. I wanted to bring it to the real people. That is really interesting. And as well, depending on how you've been brought up, yeah. you know, clothes and vanity and preening yourself in front of a mirror was nearly seen as something, you know, what are you doing? Why are you so shallow? Yes. But actually, in terms of your own personal brand, this is yes. a thing now, and I know something that you talk and deliver workshops on, but yeah. you've got to show up and you've got to dress for the job or totally. dress for the confidence that you need. Absolutely. And that can differ between individuals just because you wear one thing doesn't mean it's going to necessarily suit the next totally and you know it's interesting that you touched on personal brand personal brand is
1: huge and I want, really want to educate people a personal brand isn't just for professional people every single one of us and it's what you're known for you know I often talk about it being your superpower you know your personal brand and actually really looking at a personal brand and looking at your core values as an individual as you say coming back to childhood your core values impact how you dress, how you walk, how you talk, how you might shake somebody's hand whenever they're meeting you for the first time. There is so, so much that is really impacted in how we dress and how we show up. And it's really to show people that they don't have to be invisible, that they can be the best version of themselves. And as well too, moving away from what will people think
0: Mm, it's they all they I've you. got a stylist
1: totally and you know some people obviously my service is entirely confidential so unless a client chooses to share they have been with me it will never leave my lips but by the same contrast there's some people who love working with a stylist
0: exactly you and know. they're really proud of it really proud of it and do you feel I mean we talked there about the transformation that can occur yeah. do you really see that just you know tell me about it typical client or do they exist oh absolutely I have
1: seen some incredible transformations and it wouldn't be the first time that a client has started her journey because I always talk about a journey or his journey and um, they have came to me and they have maybe had a bit of an identity crisis or they're feeling a little bit lost and they just need some guidance wouldn't be the first time I've walked into somebody's house and they've been standing with blonde hair and I've said blonde hair needs to go you need to be black
0: Oh, just straight away? Yeah. You see that straight away? Oh, I can
1: see it straight away. I can see colours that work straight away. I can see where, you know, what kind of necklines work, what sort of dresses work. And I mean, at this point, I've actually worked with about 4,000 people. Oh, my goodness. Uh Crazy. I was doing a little bit of PR work and the PR was able to tell me whenever she looked back and calculated it. And i work with about 4,000 people, so I don't often need to get my tape measure out anymore. I can see, as soon as I see somebody, what their proportions are and what works for them. But as well, too, we need to bring in personality. We need to, you know, looking at their, you know, career, if we are looking at the personal side or the professional side of things, we need to dress them for their profession. I was with an accountant this morning and my accountant clients always say, make me look interesting. Make me look creative. So, with many of my clients, I take them on that journey. We set style goals, we set
0: set image goals, and the confidence, you know, is just incredible. So, literally changing that hairstyle, Mm -hmm. changing the cut of a a neckline or a dress or a suit. And it can improve your performance and how you feel. Absolutely.
1: I mean, I had a client recently, a client who's been with me for about four years. Um, very sadly, she has breast cancer. Um, so her confidence has really, really weaned um, in, recent, in recent times. And we do a couple of sessions a year. And in her last session, she said to me, Samara, what you have done for me is you have allowed me to open the door and say, world, this is me and the confidence the colors the she's just stepped into a whole new world that she just feels absolutely incredible and you know she's phoning me before she's going for treatment
0: and saying this is what i'm wearing today because i'm rocking it oh, that's
1: and it's lovely. incredible
0: that is lovely because again that mindset and how you approach a challenge like yes. that it sometimes it is literally putting on the game face and you know i know that from working in tv there'd be days that you didn't want to you didn't feel like you wanted to rock up but once you put on the favorite jacket or the favorite color um there was always one that made you feel good absolutely your performance improved you could not so much fake it till you make it but you could show up and give a good performance but sometimes that's all we can do yeah
1: absolutely but you know i'm there as a supportive hand as well obviously in a professional, you know, capacity offer an expert advice and really, you know, encouraging people to feel like they're not in their own. I think that's really really important because we can struggle with confidence and we can think, oh, you know, I'm the only person in the world. There is nothing that I have heard in the the time that I have have owned the business that I haven't heard a million times before.
0: This podcast is sponsored by Granite Legal Services, a niche business and immigration law practice located in the heart of Newry City. Granite Legal Services provides legal advice to both individuals and companies alike across a wide range of industries. From employment, commercial, or corporate law matters to immigration law, Granite Legal Services focuses on providing legally sound, practical advice to its clients. To get in touch, visit www.granitelegalservices.co.uk or contact 028 3026 2200. I wonder, would you let us into some of those insecurities that people have? Yeah, I mean,
1: people can, I mean, menopause is a big one at the moment. And, you know, women are finding that their body shape is changing and mm-hmm. their mood is changing and maybe it's affecting their hair and you know or I quite often I will work with a woman and I'll say these are the colours that work well for you and she'll say Samara I wore those years ago and I've just lost myself. I hear that very very often. Weight gain or weight loss is a big one Illness is a big one as well too. Um, life crisis, things like being made redundant, um, separation, divorce, um, is also a massive one. It's almost a time where people can reflect back and look at themselves, having time to look at themselves so that they can move forward um, in a
0: in a new in a new light in their new potential. So it's much more than somebody turning up and you designing yes. their autumn winter uh, wardrobe. Yes. This is a therapy session. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I often say I don't sell style. I sell confidence. Oh my goodness. That's fabulous. So what would a typical consultation, if I was to come to you tomorrow and we were meeting for the first time, how does it work?
1: Okay, so I, um, I, I can do it in several different ways. So... I do in-person work, I do virtual work, which was born after lockdown, which I know that we'll go into... But say if I was coming to you, I would be wanting to really get deep down and, and to know to learn who you are, to know what works for you, what makes you feel good, what makes you not feel so good too in terms of you know your relationship with colour, your relationship with yourself as well too, because we find it so difficult to look objectively at ourselves. And I think that was actually the gift that lockdown gave so many people. They could actually sit and think objectively about where they were and who they wanted to be as well too but you know back to um, a one-to-one session I would be looking at you know what you do for a living what your personality is like and marrying that across into colours that really really suit you you know asking you what your relationship like it is like with print with pattern um, to get a real feeling looking at your core values as well too you know are you going to tell me you're a really adventurous person or are you going to tell me that you know You maybe you're quite introverted so I want to build a picture so that what we are presenting you in in your personal presentation feels right for your personality and the thing about this is Sarah, this is all in you I'm just pulling it out it's subconsciously inside you and I am just the vehicle that helps you to express that to the world
0: it's such an interesting um, line of work to be in. And I love the psychology part of it because I'm sure a lot of it too would be somebody could say, oh, I hate prince, No, I hate that. And I oh, I love it, and I hate my tummy and don't actually draw attention to my bum. And I hate this part of me. Don't show my arms. All of these things. <laughs> um, and then you might suggest something. And I love that when somebody pick something I'd say I'd never wear that and you put it on you go wow I'd never wear that but I love it yeah I love that I
1: love showing people something that they would never do for themselves and you know it's interesting because we don't always say what we mean so I it, it has happened on several occasions where I've said to somebody what's your relationship like with print and they've said I hate print, I would never wear print and I'll say, you know, I'll kind of be teasing more out of them and saying, you know, so there's none in your wardrobe no, never ever buy print, absolutely hate it and oh. they're maybe sitting in front of me in a floral dress oh. <laughs> so they don't always understand, you know and I mean there's so much, it is such an interesting world that you could go down a rabbit hole. Mm.
0: And when you even think I'm just thinking, you know, a pair of black trousers, sort of wardrobe staples, but there's a black dress, there's a, there's a dress, there's a dress shape, there's a trouser shape, there's I mean, jeans, honestly, I hate trying on jeans, but you always know the pair that you love. You've got, I have far too many pairs of jeans and all different sizes in my wardrobe, but I'll always go to the one that I know oh, that, that works. works. What, what
1: is that all about? Do you know it, It's quite funny because I don't believe in a capsule wardrobe. Um, I believe in a lifestyle wardrobe. So it's what works for your lifestyle. Because, you know, in a capsule wardrobe, you open a magazine. I don't know, do people open magazines anymore?
0: Well, um, (laughs) sometimes. I did. I read Red magazine last week. Others are available. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, You know, whenever we look at that, You'll typically find the little black dress, um, a crisp white shirt, a cashmere jumper. But let's get really realistic. And anybody who follows my social media knows that I am a realist. I want people to be conscious. I want them to be intentional with how they're dressing. I want them to have a little bit of thought in really what is an unconscious world. But, you know, not everybody suits a white shirt because they might not suit white. They might be sitting at a desk all day. It might be very, very awkward. They won't feel comfortable. Others maybe can't afford cashmere or don't want the hassle of
0: cashmere. Yes, the hand washing or the dry cleaning.
1: Yeah, so, you know, there is something for everybody. And interestingly, jeans are the first thing that everybody asks me for. Uh, find me the perfect pair of jeans. I will. I <laughs> will. <laughs> I will. <laughs> Nobody ever leaves me without the perfect pair of jeans. Is that right?
0: Almost. But then the styles change all of the time. They you know, are do. we doing a skinny leg? Are we doing a boot cut? Are we doing yeah. a wide leg? Are we doing a cropped? Are we doing ripped? <laughs> I mean, are we too old for ripped? Should we no. just leave that? No such I remember such a friend thing. of mine's uh, li- little uh, girl saw another friend wearing a pair of ripped jeans and she was only about six at the time. She went, oh, did it hurt when you fell over? And I <laughs> thought, right, that's it. Ladies, we're not doing the ripped jeans. I have a pair now, but my daughter just doesn't doesn't agree
1: well what I would say with jeans is I am not a huge advocate of trends So I would always say, wear what suits your body shape. Mm -hmm. You know, you can be enticed into trends. And, you know, the mom jeans were were a huge trend. And you're going to see very wide legs coming in.
0: And if they don't work for your body shape, don't torture yourself. You might have to sit this one out. Totally. Let this one go. Totally let it go. Stick to what works.
1: And, you know, a lot of people are saying to me now, oh, skinny jeans, they're all out. What am I going to wear? I know. (laughs) But the thing is, if skinny works for your body shape, skinny works very well for my body shape, you're not going to see me in a really wide leg jean and similarly for my clients too you know you're not going to see them in something that's not going to work but interestingly I have taken clients before and they've said oh I only wear skinnies and I'm thinking that doesn't really really work let's try some other alternatives and every single time 100% success rate they come out with something different. So it's men and women you do, but primarily women? Primarily women. I would say I have about 200
0: regulars right
1: now. I would say I'm sitting with about seven or eight men.
0: Gosh. Now talk to me about business because I think business in itself and the way we dress for business has changed and evolved and especially over the last couple of years I think you know if you look at a lot of the tech companies or whatever jeans are fine dressed down Fridays have become dressed down all of the time um, but do you still think there's a corporate look that power dressing is that still a thing? So what I would say in terms of kind of corporate wear
1: Don't feel like you need to dress down because the rest of the culture are dressing down. If you have been somebody who has always dressed up for work, I would still look at that. Um, You might not want to go into the likes of power suits, but you know, we can replace a power suit with soft tailoring, for example, which is still going to give you that feeling of that enclosed cognition, that feeling of power whenever you put something on that you really love. But you're still going to be comfortable, and again, it's looking at that lifestyle wardrobe. It's looking at well, what are you doing every day? You know, I mean, for yourself, you're commuting, so you want to have something that you can put on whenever you're leaving home that isn't going to be totally wrinkled yes. by the time you travel. Linen is a no no, <laughs> a massive no no. Um, but you know, there's always great alternatives and ways where that, you know, pieces that you can wear and brands. I mean, I love. Brand, I love spotlighting brands because, you know, we can get stuck in a rut of just buying from the same brands over and over and over again. And there are incredible brands out there and something that's going to suit every personality, every budget as well, too. You don't need to have lots and lots of money to wear
0: clothes that, that really make you feel amazing. I always think it's interesting to look at the politicians. You know, as a journalist, again, we used to see the politicians that would be in their power suits and... Uh, in the studio and then something would happen on a weekend and you had to interview them on the weekend and it was like we don't know how to dress down or you'd have a shell suit or two do you remember those or yeah. the track suit and you think oh, what does a politician wear at the weekend Yeah, absolutely and you
1: know whenever I'm looking at you know kind of personal brand identity and um, and you know the image as well too I'm always saying with your personal brand it has to transcend all areas of your life so whether it's your personal life your professional life your social life your community as well too it has to be consistent and the example I always give is you know if I turn up to a um, to a meeting or to a consultation I'm maybe wearing a Hugo Boss dress if you see seen me the next day wearing a Kappa track suit I lose all
0: credibility mm. in my role. I have never seen you dress down Samara you always <laughs> turn up show up rock up and you've four little boys as well. Four boys
1: under yes. 10 under 10 funny because whenever I started the business so I went off to do my training in 2016 Um, I had a um, loved loved the job that I was doing but just had fallen out of love with with aspects of it and um, I developed a um, a thing called vestibular neuronitis um, which was a very very severe form of vertigo And um, it it resulted in me being off work for five months. Oh, my goodness. And it was a great opportunity to really, really reflect and to think, you know, how do I want my life to be? What do I want for myself? My husband at the time was the physio for the Northern Ireland football team, and he was going off to the Euros, and I was going to be at home, two small boys. And I remember Paul saying to me, learn to make, you know, pick something that you love and learn to make money from it. You know that old cliche? Mm And I remember doing a bit of research and thinking, I think I could do styling. But the training at that time was ten grand. And I didn't have that kind of money. And I remember him walking out the door, I can see him as plain now, saying, I'll pay for it. Oh Just my. go. Just like that. Just like I don't think I ever paid him back. What a good told. husband. I know, I know. But the reason why I'm telling you that story, I went, I'd done the training, I come back. I confided in a friend, told her not to tell anybody. She told everybody, and I had work for a year. So I didn't have to advertise that first year. But in the interim period, I thought I would like another baby. So I had a four-year-old and a two-year-old, and I thought, let's go one more time. One more time. Going to get a girl. Going to get a girl. (laughs) And in March 2017, I found out I was pregnant with twins. Oh,
0: Samara.
1: So I think looking back now, I mean that changed my life, that changed everything and it changed my confidence, it changed my resilience, it really, it, it tested Tell me. Tell me, talk
0: me through, what happened?
1: Well. Were you um, in the tracksuit? I, I was not in the tracksuit. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a tracksuit.
0: Good, okay. but we'll come back to that we'll What, like what, that what way
1: did you feel? Oh, it was just too I, much? I was, I, I'm not ashamed to say now, I cried. I cried for five months, Mm. found out very, very early, no indication, no twins in the family, identical twins, which are what my boys are, are, I know, (laughs) um, are really a result of multiple pregnancies and maternal age as well too, Um, so yes, found out, sitting in the waiting room, 10 weeks pregnant, said to Paul, you know, well, Whatever will be, will be. We had suffered miscarriages before we'd had our eldest. Um, So, you know, the joy really of pregnancy is kind of lost on you at that point. We go into the room and the doctor starts to scan my tummy and says, if you can see what I can see, you're in for a shock. And what a shock it was. What way did Paul react? He was delighted. I was crying my eyes out you um, could take a football team to the Euros. He would now, love to take a football team to the Euros. <laughs> um, I think for me, I was so worried about how was this going to impact yeah, my life. Yeah. You know, I had just how am I going to cope? How am I going to cope? And, you, and know, you just started your business, and totally. Right. It was like everything was against you. And you know, whenever you go from whenever you double your family, you know that's a it was a change of house for us. It was two new cars. It was massive, but in many ways, again, whenever I flex reflect back and I I love reflecting back I'm a huge huge advocate on self-development and whenever I look back on that journey I never would have done or achieved what I have achieved had it not been for the twins you know why I think that I probably would have stayed in comfort I think I would have been I was somebody I mean whenever I look back at my 2017 self I don't even recognize her now you know she would have been afraid of change and you know it's 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 crazy because I have
0: very much evolved with Evolve, but it's, it's... But you've faced a massive life shock. Massive. And the resilience that came from that. Yeah, or If absolutely. I can do twins and a four-year-old and a two-year-old, I can do anything.
1: Anything. So, you know, normal people would go, i got twins, and that's that's a huge life shock. I'm going to get on and or going to live a very uh, ordinary life. Um, but not me. Um. We decided then in the middle of the pandemic to build a house. <laughs> so we've had quite a number of oh, shale shocks, let's just life say. events.
0: Yes, yes. You're through the other side. The twins are now four and going to school shortly. They are. And your eldest is now 10. So Maybe, oh I daren't say it, I daren't say it, but maybe, you know, you will have a bit more time to build the business now. But yeah, I mean, you've obviously built it up until this stage, but how do you feel about that, having a bit more time? I'm excited. I'm excited to have, I mean, the business, I'm so...
1: I'm so fortunate, Sarah. I have never, ever, ever lost the, the gratitude that I have for, for how much the business has grown. And obviously to serve international markets is, is incredible. I mean, lockdown, I remember whenever lockdown was announced and I had just come back from Milan having done the men's styling training. And I remember thinking, I have no option for this business to sink. It has to swim. And I took everything online. It was a knee-jerk reaction, but thankfully it paid off. And I'm excited for what is to come. You know, what has happened in a very short space of time, I still see the business as being in in its infancy. I think there is so many areas that I want to explore, that I need to explore. And, you know, essentially bringing that confidence to people and the the ability to be themselves and to to really, how much that impacts the rest of their life, to
0: be in a position, I feel so honoured, to be part of so many people's lives. Oh, people can't get enough of you at the minute. And as you said, throughout COVID, you did go online, but you speak regularly at, well, at that stage, and webinars, online, now face-to-face. People just want your advice, um, which is a, is a fabulous position to be in. How did doing business online change your market? How did you reach these people that were then, you know, you're styling in the United Emirates? I know, I know, crazy. So a lot of my
1: work, I mean my biggest marketing tool are the people I dress and I mean that is
0: just incredible. Do you not think it's you? It probably is a bit of me but it's a partnership, it's a partnership. And do the people you dress, do they say I'm styled by Samara? Eventually,
1: Mm -hmm. eventually and it's quite interesting because it wouldn't be the first time I've maybe spoke to a business colleague and they've said haven't seen you in ages but I've seen your clients Ah. so I always think that's quite interesting but um yeah a lot a lot of it has been word of mouth and interestingly I mean I have clients in Chicago which started off because I worked with a client who lived 10 minutes from me and her sister lived in Chicago and it, it become word of mouth so a lot of the time it does tend to be expats And I mean I have clients closer to home too, Scotland, um, Wales, Newcastle upon Tyne, um, Donegal as well too, I mean yesterday was spent speaking to lots of clients in Donegal, but the whole purpose is, you know, I want them to have access to me and the best way for them to have done that in, in lockdown was for me to take my image consultancy online, my colour profiling online, the face shape analysis, the virtual shopping, I mean everybody struggles with online shopping, but... You know, whenever they put their trust in me, I can deliver a very successful online shopping experience. So you have a style subscription service. Tell us about that. The style subscription service um, actually came from clients who said to me, you know, Samara, I'm working with you maybe three, four times a year. But I have questions in between. Would you not do a subscription service? And, you know, everything everything goes in the long finger until you get to because everything has to be prioritised because I'm always thinking, you know, what's an opportunity and what's a distraction in the business? Mm -hmm. And I thought... There is. There's a massive. There's a massive need for the subscription service. So the subscription service, as it sits at the minute, is just about to go through another facelift. But the subscription service is really a style advice service. So you know, they the girls. It's all females in the subscription service. They have access to a members area on my website, and every week I give them style advice via that members area. So it's individual style advice. It could be, and I pick a topic every week. So for example, this week I'm going. To be talking about jewellery. I'm going to be talking about Kyle necks. I'm going to be talking about alternatives to leopard print. So I pick a, um, I pick a subject every week. Aside from the the members area, they also get one to one styling advice from me, which is delivered either via email or via WhatsApp. Um, Do you have to limit numbers? I don't have to limit numbers. Um, at the moment, sitting inside the subscriptions, probably about fifty. Um, and how do much does it cost? So it's forty seven pounds for 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 the the access to the members area. For how long? Oh, for it's forty seven pounds a month. <sighs> for month. Forty seven pounds a month. Um, it's about to go through a facelift, so they are going to be getting monthly webinars as well as part of their subscription, um, and there will be a Facebook group as well too.
0: So I can't get my head around how you do all of this, and you have two hundred clients, but it is all about you. How do you manage your time? Talk us through the business model. What's a day in the life? So, there is never two days that are the same, and you know what? That's what I wanted.
1: Whenever okay. I decided to leave employment, I wanted freedom. I wanted freedom to be creative to, you know, I pinch myself sometimes because, you know, like tomorrow, for example, I am off to skill in the I am everywhere. the <laughs> best travel stylist ever. Um, so I manage my time. I do keep a good diary. I do have a PA. I do have a girl who looks after my marketing. Um, I'm hopefully going to have somebody who's going to manage the subscription because the su- subscription service is now going to be tiered. There's going to be two other tiers underneath the £47 pounds to make it more accessible. Yes, well we are facing a cost of living
0: crisis I suppose. We are, so we're, yes. we're thinking
1: ahead. Absolutely, absolutely. But I try to manage the diary really, really well. I, um, I tend Tend to work. I, I tend to work face to face three days a week, um, but then of course it's never three days a week. It's seven days a week, probably fifteen-hour days. Um, I try to manage whenever I'm off um, not normally really off but I'm trying to manage it around the kids because I want them very much to see that I am a working mum Mm -hmm. um, and have respect for the fact that you know you can't have a strong female I think that's really really important for them to see but I still have to be mummy and I still have to you know be available on sports days and you know go and watch football and, and, and be there for their emotional needs as well. Absolutely, too.
0: with two little ones starting P1, you know, you kind of have to be there. Um, Yeah, have you any Evolve events coming up? Because I know they're hugely popular. Always hugely popular. Obviously, my background's events.
1: So I'm very aware that pre-pandemic, I've done a lot of events. Um, so I want to get back into the event side of things. I do have a virtual masterclass coming up next Friday, the 2nd um, of September. And again... I develop all of my services, all of my events, my masterclasses because I listen and I listen and I listen and I listen to what the pain points are. So the current one is I have no idea what to buy for autumn. What can I bring into my wardrobe? How do I know what colours are going to work? Um, How do I step outside my comfort zone? So that one I've got coming up on the 2nd of September. It's online. I obviously have a real interest in personal branding, I do do a lot of one-to-one personal branding sessions um, but I'm going to be offering more personal branding group work because it's very important. Now I am doing an event um, with another coach um, Nicola McGuinness, she is a a confidence and a career coach Um, so we're doing an event together on the 14th of October specifically about personal branding because I think more people need educated than that
0: and then before the end of the year, I am going to do a confidence event in The Merchant. Wonderful. I want to sign up for that one. Um, it's definitely a whole world that I am um, involved in as well. And it, it, it's just it's just everywhere. Confidence is, is, and the imposter syndrome and how do we boost confidence. And one way absolutely to do that is about showing up and dressing the part as well. Who would you most love to dress? This is really controversial, but I would love to dress Princess Kate
1: hmm pourquoi so i did say this once in um, my hometown um in a coffee shop with a royalist who was disgusted because she thought princess kate was absolutely stunning she is unbelievable absolutely unbelievable and she really nailed it in her recent trip to india she looked incredible and at the awards as well too but i would love to do her off-duty look Mm -hmm. i would like to i mean she's she's just fabulous she's fabulous bone structure she has fabulous she's really really striking appearance i would just like to bring her to more i mean i guess she can't be edgy because she's going to be the queen one day
0: Well, she could
1: but i would love to i would love to make her more like her 40 year old self as opposed to looking slightly older
0: Okay, controversial, but there you go, would be fabulous, uh, amazing experience totally. anyway. She, Hopefully. I mean, she's just like a beautiful clothes she's horse stunning. anyways, oh, you know, she, everything stunning. she wears is stunning, yeah. but yes, it would be her up a bit maybe, funkier Princess Kate. Um, what do you do in your free time, Samara? <laughs> do you have free time? I do have free time, so um,
1: love being with the kids, love being with the kids, love being with Paul, um, we love travelling. And we're getting back to travelling now, which is amazing. Um, have a great group of friends. I have quite a few friends. Actually, most of my friends are from school, university. That's lovely. Um, which is lovely. So I spend a lot of time with friends. Um, and I'm a huge advocate of self-development. So I'm an avid reader. Normally I have about six books in the go at once. What are you reading at the minute? I I am reading, um, <laughs> I'm reading The Midnight Library. Ah, I've
0: seen that. I haven't read it yet. Yes, is
1: it good? It is brilliant. It's free and audible right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. So I'm a little bit of a, a book cheat. I do listen to audible quite but a lot. I
0: think if you're traveling a lot, I mean, I'm loving podcasts, obviously this totally. one, but there are others available yeah. and they're so fabulous, aren't they? As totally. a, a quick way to consume a book. Totally. When You don't have like the time or the concentration to, to read the natural yes. text. Um, the best self help book you've ever read? Oh, wow. Or listened
1: to? Um, best self help book. Oh, the dark side of the light chasers. So it is all about exploring the dark side of your personality, so your shadow self. It is the most amazing, frustrating um, exercise you will ever do. So it's the side of your personality that nobody gets to see. Do you think you have a dark side? I think everybody has a dark side. But it's not about trying to bring the dark into the light. It's about accepting the dark side. It is, it is the best, best book that I have ever read in
0: my life. And I reread it and reread it and reread it. What's been the most challenging part? Apart from finding out you were pregnant with twins just at, the, at that time, or maybe that was the most challenging, what would you say has been the biggest challenge setting up your own business?
1: Um, I think biggest challenge... I mean, look, the, the pandemic was a massive challenge because, you know, everything's uncertain and life is uncertain. But I think what really got me through that is I networked very early in my business and I was also quite lucky that I had a lot of contacts from my previous life. Mm-hmm. Um so ready-made customers
0: right there yeah, really. Reddit,
1: yeah absolutely and you know I had a lot of people that I could call on and that I could trust and I could say you know people that you could lift the phone and say because self-employment's lonely especially whenever you're essentially working on your own Um so yeah I would say that lockdown was for me it was a challenge and a massive blessing as well too
0: and if I could ask you for your top three style tips to anybody listening this today who wants to maybe own that personal brand, build that personal brand, just feel more confident, what would it be? What would they be? Okay, so style tips.
1: I would say for females, we'll go style tips for females, shall we? Okay, we
0: could do okay. men as well. After so, okay. three for females, three okay.
1: for men, three for females. Go and get a good breath fitting. That is your first, and that is your first and foremost thing. Your underwear is essentially the foundations on which your clothes sit. So you want to know that you're wearing the right size, 80% of women are not, the right size and the right style because essentially you can't dress properly without the right foundations. Brilliant. I would say, particularly for women who are working online at the moment, know your necklines. Your neckline is your top line. And whenever, I mean, a styling principle really is all about the lines in your body and the lines in your body have to be complemented through the clothes that you're wearing so knowing that for example if you have a shorter neckline that you're not wearing anything that's very very high up or if you have a very small bust line that you're not wearing a really plunging v or maybe a double v so really knowing your necklines is really really important and the third one and probably for me the most important one is understanding your lifestyle you know be honest with yourself where are you spending the proportion of your time you know with the likes of your work what is what does work look like you know are you sitting at a desk every day are you out meeting clients, are you commuting? Are you walking? You know, outside of you know how many days in work are you in work? Outside of work, you know, what does life look like? Are you the mummy of young kids like me? Um what are you doing with the kids? Are you standing on a rugby pitch every Saturday morning? You know, really, really getting honest and that actually stops you from having that wardrobe full of clothes with nothing to wear. Mm, I know that feeling. Okay, the men? Okay, so with the men my first tip would be Focus on your accessories, so really think about your belt think about your shoes as well too. So, you know, don't focus on the outfit and get the get the outfit totally right and then forget about the finishing pieces. So, you know, silly things like making sure that the shoes are polished, making sure that, you know, if you're wearing trainers, that the laces don't look grubby. So really thinking about, thinking about that. Thinking number two would be thinking about your personal brand. So, you know, how are you showing up? What? How do you want to be seen? How do you feel like you are seen? What's your overall reputation? So really nailing that down, thinking about how your clothes should, uh, how your clothes are an outward expression of how you're really feeling about yourself. And number three is don't be afraid to get creative. You know, it's very very easy for men to think, well, you know, my only options, for example, for a suit are you know navy or grey or you know. Oh, I couldn't wear a pink shirt or you know all these misconceptions or redheaded men I always I always go work with redheaded men and they say I can only wear blue or green and it's such a misconception there is a world full of colour a world full of cut opportunity out there
0: that really you should be embracing. I love those tips thank you so much uh, Samara what's next for you?
1: Next for me is to continue to grow the brand globally. Um, I think I'm going to start traveling as well with the brand too, starting to do more in-person stuff further afield as well. I am working on a project that I can't say too much about just right now, um, which is really exciting. It has been in the pipeline for two years. Very revolutionary. Nobody else has done it. So um, hopefully it will be Will be launched in probably mid 2023, so there's always stuff going on behind the scenes. Um, I do have a great team behind the scenes that do keep me on the straight and narrow because I can be a little bit, you know, shiny object syndrome. <laughs> I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I love that. I mean, I love your energy, thank you. And you've got to have energy, and and you know, that ignites the relationships that is what sparks that brilliance in you and that's why people love you Samara you. Um, the purpose of this podcast is to inspire existing business owners and ambitious entrepreneurs to grow their business by offering insight into the success of businesses such as Evolve by Samara so the big question what advice would you give to people who may have a business idea but have no idea where to begin or are unsure as to whether the risk is worth taking I would say just do it you there is
1: I believe in divine timing And I think we are very, very good at talking ourselves out and in and out and in. Just go out and do it. Because you will never look back. And yes, you might not end up where you thought you were going to be, but that's the beauty of it. You could end up somewhere else. I mean, this is not where I thought that I was going to be. But opportunities come and I think that another thing that's very very important I've always worked with a mentor from I went out on my own I've always worked with a mentor and I think it's really important to always keep a focus on is this an opportunity or is this a distraction so getting really really passionate going out trying it and I mean at the end of the day if it doesn't work you're always employable but you'll never have to go back to employment that's the beauty
0: of it <laughs> Is this an opportunity or a distraction? What a great place to end the Public Eye podcast. Samara, great to see you again. Thank you so much for Thank being you. my guest. And you're fabulous. Thank you, as are you. <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, I'm going to sign up for some style tips after. Thanks very much for joining us today and we'll see you next time. This podcast was recorded in Granite Podcast Studio.